I was sleeping literally like 18 hours a day and my wife was passing in front of me. And I had a nanny taking care of my son and she was doing things with him because I couldn't do them. I was like, this woman is raising my child. Welcome to the What Up Doc University podcast, your number one resource for total body wellness. Here's your host, Dr. Mike. We've got a special guest today, and we've been talking about, you know, all the issues surrounding chronic health diseases. And, and there's a lot of you out there that are suffering with chronic health diseases, and a lot of you are either confused, or you may have lost hope, or you're just you know, giving up hope. And, and, you know, what, what I wanted to do with with today's show is I wanted to bring on somebody who's been there, done that, you know, the been there, done that thing. And so here we have Kristen, and Kristen went through a whole gamut of issues. And I'm, and I'm not going to tell you guys all about it. But she's, she's going to explain to you guys all about that. And just her story and what she kind of went through and what she did to kind of get out of it. So let's welcome Kristen to the show. Hi, Kristen. How are you doing today? Hi, Dr. Mike. Thank you. Give us a little bit of a background. Like, what were you going through? And then, you know, what what are all the things that, that you did? Okay, basically what I was going through in the very beginning that kind of led me, you know, towards you guys is that I was chronically ill for a about 17 years with different issues, irritable bowel syndrome, I had depression, I had anxiety, I had just multiple, multiple um, diagnoses of the doctors really didn't have any idea what was going on with me. Once kind of boiled everything down and we really got to the root of the problem, is that my irritable bowel syndrome was completely out of control, which spawned my depression, my anxiety, which, as you know, I also had fibromyalgia diagnosis. I've had vitamin and mineral deficiency. I had a malnutrition diagnosis, Epstein-Barr. I mean, you name it. Every time I went to the doctor, I even had an endometriosis diagnosis, and I've never had endometriosis a day in my life. It was the radiating pain from my irritable bowel syndrome. I had infertility. I had five miscarriages. I had my son at 23 weeks. So I had, you know, just, just a number of things that I was going through. Nobody knew what in the world. They were just pulling out straws every time I go to the doctor. So basically, uh, I gained a lot of weight. Um, I was descended. I was bloated. I had, um, really bad you talk about hours and hours upon hours of your day being in the restroom without kind of getting um graphic and people that have gone down that road with irritable bowel syndrome can understand stop going out stop socializing stop uh you know my husband and I would kind of make a running joke of that he wasn't going to take me out to dinner anymore because (laughs) This is a waste of money. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. very ill. And, and then in the meantime, I was dealing with anxiety and depression. And I could not find any help with that. You know, I was back and forth. 
I even went as far as going to the psychiatrist and I was like, you have to do something for me. You know, I can't, I can't live like this anymore. I can't, I can't do it. And I spent some time in the hospital so they could figure out some medication. And it, it was nobody ever said to me, if you modify your diet, you cut all this crap out of your diet. If you go, how about go see a chiropractor? How's about not take all these chemicals because your body can't. So these were never given as an option from the never. docs that you were seeing then? It was, they would give me stacks of literature and they would say, go through this stuff. And literature on I what? Literature on what? What what did, what literature did they Okay, on irritable bowel syndrome, they would print it off in their office and they would hand it to me. Mm. And they would, one thing was join a support group with other women that mm-hmm. are suffering with the same stuff. So then you'll have some support. Mm-hmm. So it was never let's find the root to the, this particular problem. Let's go back the layers of this onion and see what is the main root of this particular problem. And so it just compounded. So this was going on, you said, for those, those 17 years. So you were in and out of Doc's office. I, just an estimate. How many docs did you see? And just an estimate. Okay. So I had a psychiatrist. Okay. I had a family physician. I had an OBGYN. I had a um, gastroenterologist. And then I had an immunologist. So, you know, an allergy doc too that yeah. was trying to figure out some food issues because then they were like oh well you have a gluten intolerance so then you need to go gluten-free and I went gluten-free and it helped a little bit but that wasn't the root of the problem so now Um, with with all of these docs did they ever talk to each other oh the one okay the one physician my gynecologist I've known him my whole life I would uh friends with his daughter's I've known him my whole life. And I just remember one specific phone call from my primary care physician to him calling him begging. The only communication that anybody ever had together was calling him begging him because I had such severe pain. I couldn't, I couldn't walk. My husband actually physically had to carry me into the office. And he said, I think she's got endometriosis and you need to get her into your office right now. And he said, he goes, I've known her my whole life. Like, I've been her, her GYN since she was, like, 17. And she's never had endometriosis issue before. So, I don't know where this is going. Maybe <laughs> we need to send her somewhere. To- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was really the only, no, nobody, in, every, in all three of my physicians, my gastroenterologist, my family doctor, and my GYN all offered pain medication. So let's put a Band-Aid on this problem. Let's give you some Oxycontin, hydrocodone, whatever. What do you want? What do you want? You're, I said, I want you to tell me why the heck I have this pain. I don't want to cover it up with pain meds. So... It was never a thing of the four of them or the five of them to sit down and say, hey, let's go over this case study and see what's going on with her. We all need to sit down together, you know, 
and figure out. They just, I've been in the nursing field for over 20 years and I've never known of any of my docs ever to ever sit down with a case like that. It's just not something that they do. I think that's, that's one of the big problems that we're seeing today is you got a doc for every part of your body, every issue that may be going on. And each of them have their own opinion, and then each of them have their own treatment per se. Uh, well, treatment, I should say, is medication. And then they all just give their own thing, and then the patient is just left with this confusion of, hey, I went to these five guys. They said each five different things, and I have like 10 pills I got to take. <laughs> I was literally on like five medications today. Wow. It was awful. And throughout any of that time, did did those medications make you feel any better? Oh. When you're sleeping almost 18 hours a day, no. My husband would come home and he would say, what the heck are you doing? Because by this point, I had had my son. I was 23 weeks pregnant when they delivered him. And so I would say, at this point, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And my husband comes home. He's like, what are you doing sleeping? My body couldn't function. When your body can't function, the only thing it wants to do is sleep. And all I wanted to do was sleep. And that's when I thought, oh, my gosh, my, I probably have postpartum depression. And so we kind of went in, into that because they were like, you know, well, you did have a traumatic birth and your child's been in the NICU for 117 days so you probably have you know you've got a lot of stress and 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 yeah I did have a lot of stress in my life but teach me how to manage my stress naturally instead of it was always just throwing medication 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 so how uh, this has been going on how long has this been going on early 20s okay and then for you, what was that point where you said, hey, enough is enough? And then w- when did you make the switch into just kind of taking, taking your, you know, your own health into your hands? I was sleeping literally like 18 hours a day and my life was passing in front of me. And I had a nanny taking care of my son and she was doing things with him because I couldn't do them. Mm. was like, this woman is raising my child. Yeah. from on the outside you know you look like a really good mom people always see you with your child but on what goes on at home is people don't realize that by the time I get home I'm in my pajamas and I'm in the bed sleeping because I can't my body just couldn't function anymore when I didn't I had gained so much weight I didn't want to go and see my family over over summer break I went anyways, met some wonderful people that said, you know what, we, you know, have something we really want to show you. And just kind of everything just changed. I, you know, started learning about proper eating, Mm -hmm. vitamins, minerals, getting your body's um, pH in balance. And the key for me was getting a really good probiotic. That didn't have a bunch of crap in it. And getting my body detoxed. And when I was able to 
get everything done. And my detox, and I tell people my detox was awful. Mm. It was like the worst 10, 14 days of my life. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't any worse than the worst day that I ever have my irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. It's my body was purging all that, those toxins that I didn't need. And let me tell you, when I came out of that detox, it was like night and day. It was like a switch had been turned on. Mm-hmm. And it was just incredible. And I've lived the last, that was 2012. And so I've been the last, what year is it? 2015. So the last three, four years now, just with incredible health. You know, I don't, I rarely go to the doctor anymore. The only time, the only reason that I actually went and saw my um, GYN is because he retired. <laughs> And so I knew that would be the last time that I would get to see him. So I went and saw him one last time at the office. But so I just don't, I don't, I don't need them anymore. <laughs> they don't rule my life. <laughs> so what did you do? Like what, what, like what, what kind of changes did you make? So I got a really, really good um, protein shake. Got on a really great plan. You know, a carb cycling. Like I said, just helping my body synergistically, getting all the crap out. So with the gluten intolerance, even though I had a gluten intolerance, I was still eating bread Mm. and all the complex carbs, sugar. My body craved sugar and carbs like no other. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, I came in and my husband thought that I was crazy and I took everything out of the cabinet. (laughs) Threw it all inside. And he's like, why don't you take it down to, like, the uh, homeless shelter or Donate something? It, right, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. So, basically, I got all the crap out of the house. Okay, good. Fresh. Fresh. Um, went to the farmer's market. Met a really awesome couple that have a um, farm uh, about 50 miles from Charlotte. Started getting all of my meat and eggs and everything from them. And we just went down to the basics. If it doesn't grow from the ground, run, swim, jump, fly, hop, skip on earth, then we're not going to eat it. If it's typically, if it's processed in a factory, unless it's, you know, maybe a grain, mm-hmm. we're not going to. And I have a big garden that I do every year, and I can. Every year I've learned how to do that. So, and I have a big herb garden and things like that. So, we have really just learned, you know, how to eat for our health, yeah. how to eat better. So, your food and literally became your medicine, right? Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Isn't that amazing? All the medications that you're on, and it was as simple as the foods that you were eating. As simple, and that's what I tell people, as simple as switching out the foods that we were eating, getting our getting my pH and getting my gut cleaned out was night and day. No more, no more depression, no, no more pain, no more IBS, no more sleeping. I mean, nothing. Night and day. Energy that I didn't know. It was like going from black and white and stepping into a color picture. 
How long did it take for you to kind of get your, get, you know, back on your feet there? Ten, it was about 14 days that my body really detoxed. Okay. Hard. Then after that is when I really started noticing the shift. And so probably as far as my energy and with all the bloating, because I lost 23 pounds my first month. Okay. And with all the bloating and everything, all that went away within the first month. With my anxiety and my depression, that was more gradual, but it was about six months. And I just remember waking up one day and thinking, I don't sleep as much as I used to. I'm not grumpy and I'm not sad. I'm not crying all the time. And I can actually get through life. Like, what is this? What's going on with me? And that's when I realized that I wasn't, I'm not depressed anymore. And I was really able just to start living my life again. That takes a little bit longer. You know, your body really has to do a lot of adjusting and repairing. Yeah. And what we don't realize is that we want it to happen overnight. Yeah, yeah exactly. And we didn't get sick overnight. So <laughs> yeah. it's not happening overnight. And it takes a while. But that's that's relatively quickly, you know. I mean, if if you've been do- going through this for you know a couple decades there, and then you know a quick change in your diet, supplementing, and getting getting your gut right, and balancing out your pH levels, and then you said by you know after about day fourteen, you know you started feeling better, and then a couple months, even that that's relatively short, right? Anything would have been better than what the heck I was going through. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> I so we. You know, so then I'm, my husband and my son, we all changed. And I was like, if I'm doing this, you guys are doing it too. Mm. So we really just, you know, our whole family just changed. And when you have that whole family dynamic that changes, my husband's like, oh my gosh, I have my wife back. And, you know, and my son's like, mom, you're not sleeping all the time. Mm. So, yeah, or I'm not complaining about being in pain all the time or in the bathroom. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, so it's you said you started this about 2012. Is that correct? Um, how have you? Uh, so you've. I'm assuming you've kept it up since 2012 to today. Oh, oh yeah. Now and trust me, we are not the perfect family. So we go out to eat, and we uh, from time to time have fast food, but sure. You know, I mean, I always know immediately that I've made a huge mistake. (laughs) (laughs) And I sort of feel like crap again. Yeah. And I I tell my husband, my husband and I look at each other, or my son, because he'll be 14 next week. And I'll say, why do we do this? We know we're going to get sick. But if you're out and you're just, you know, I used to be very vigilant about packing stuff in my car because I'm fluffing, you know, my son around the sports and dance and whatever. And he, I used to always make sure that I had stuff in the car. And I'm just not that vigilant anymore. And so a lot of times it's just easy to, to go somewhere fast. And then every time I do it, I'm like, oh, <laughs> your body go into a revolt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know sometimes you know like and that's that's a real struggle i guess for a lot of people you know it's like we we go out we eat we we you know you may be out on the town or whatever and and it's a struggle for a lot of people but 
you know, what I always tell patients is, hey, you know, live the 80-20 rule. 80% of your week, live good. 20%, hey, you know what, feel free to live it up. But the, what happens when we get into trouble is when we flip it around and it's 80% of the week we're just eating whatever we want, you know, all the crap food. And um, and then the rest of the time, we then we try and to eat healthy and it doesn't do a dang thing, you know, so... It's a, that's what I tell my friends. Yeah. You so, know, they're like, oh my gosh, how can you preach this wholesome living, clean eating? And now you're out here and I said, I can't do it for my, for my whole life. I mean, every once in a while, it's okay for me to go out and do this. But if I were consistently, I know I would fall back into those old habits, my depression and anxiety. I know. And I can tell um, my husband and I, we were out for a couple long weekend and I was eating really 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 crappy and I told him on the way home I was like gosh that's not like my anxiety is really tight and like I I can tell and I said because I've been eating a lot of crap and when you live with depression and anxiety as long as I have I've lived with that even longer than like the IBS and stuff since I was a teenager basically people ask me well how do you live with it without being on antidepressants and stuff like that and it should be in super high aware when you're starting to feel down and when you're starting to feel anxious and do something that flips that, whether it be meditation or exercise or, you know, whatever makes you happy. And me being outside and being in my garden makes me super happy. So if I ever feel like that, because trust me, don't think that's gone away completely because yeah. I do have days where I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I feel like crap. Yeah. But it's not every day that I'm consistently, and it's not every week, and it's not every month anymore that I even have to deal with that I'm dealing with it. But if I do feel like kind of having a bad day, then I find something just to flip it around because you can't get, you can make yourself get it back into that situation just by negative thinking yeah the mind is a very powerful tool it is and if you get back into that perpetual cycle then how, how many uh, so how many medications are you on now none none so you went from how many you went from five you said five. so five to yeah. none just by simple things like lifestyle diet and lifestyle See, it's it's totally doable. It's totally doable. Well, we're coming up on our time. Um, any any last last things you want to say and share with the, share with the rest of the audience? Well, do your research yeah. first, um, and seek out second opinions because and seek out. You know, I wish I would have known about chiropractic care a long, long time ago, mm. uh, and like holistic medicine and just that whole different side. Yeah. Um, whole food. Know where you know. Know. Try to know where your food comes from. Hmm. That's kind of really. And stop eating the crap. Dump the crap. Yeah. <laughs> don't <bad. laughs> If you can't pronounce the ingredients, you don't need to eat it. And just know. And I wish I would have had somebody to tell me when I was starting this journey that it's not going to be this bad forever. Mm. You know, whole things can completely turn your life around. Simple. Perfect. As, like, 
take the Twinkie out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, that's a perfect place to end it. Uh, so thank you for your time, Kristen. And thank you for sharing your story with, with, with the West, rest of the world. I appreciate it. Thanks for everything that you do, Dr. Mike. Oh, you're welcome. Even Have a good evening. Have a good evening. All right. Bye, Kristen. Bye.